Are you ready? In three, two, one. Welcome to the very first ever On Point Podcast. Isn't that crazy? Like you saying that finally after all like the time we spent talking. We about spent this? a ton of time gabbing back and forth on how the Fear Fishing Experiment was a uh, it, it was a good place for a beginning to get to here. Oh, but you like, guys, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I missed the fear fishing experiment. You guys did such a good job with that. that was, we was we awesome. did do it. And it had an important role, and, it, and uh, I'm glad we did. I had a ton of fun with Mark, Sean, and Woody uh, over the years and, and diving deep. It's just sometimes the word fishing pigeonholes you into only talking about fishing. For sure. Because they, even we would notice that if, if you, you didn't talk fishing, people would get upset and tune out. Because I, and it makes sense because when you... When you're selling the show, that's that's was the the target the audience. That's right, target Fish. audience. So the the on point podcast that we've been like imagining for it's Mon- gotta be six months forever. I had to like get a new phone bill because you were calling me so much to discuss it. So we've decided to start the on point podcast. I don't even know where we're gonna stream it yet. Loki, I'm gonna keep it Loki. Loki, no video, yeah, just audio and chatting. More than just the outdoors, more than hunting and fishing. Everybody knows that we hunt and fish, but you had a good point today about on point meaning more than that yeah like you know sometimes when we you know on point name kind of got thrown around in a few different scenarios and it was like you know you wake up every day and it's like i gotta i'm gonna get on point today you know whether it's like how do you do it like there's so much going on in the average person's everyday life like if you can say like today was on point that's a good day a hundred percent and i've worked really hard in the last year 18 months on changing my perspective I've noticed the older I get, the more that uh, I'm not upset by a bad day of fishing. I'm just really happy that I got out there. I'm not upset to go only see three does and not have that big buck come out. I'm taking different perspective. And when I was 25, I didn't have this perspective at all. For sure. Right? Family, you know, friends who you spend your time with, balancing work and home life. So the On Point podcast is just about life. Definitely. It, like, it can be about anything. I hope, you know, like in the future, we get some cool guests on here from all different walks of life. Yeah, for you know? sure. And, uh, you know. We got to get the answer to uh, where baby turkey vultures are. No, I, it's like seagulls, you know. Yeah. Like seagulls. How do they just know when there's a French fry float, like thrown on the parking lot just to be there? You know? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, like, I, I, I've never seen a baby seagull and I've never seen a baby vulture that you brought up the vulture thing. So now we have to find somebody who has that. And, and you know expanding i i really like learning i i watch a ton of uh youtube i i probably watch more youtube than i actually do anything else for sure so like i i really yeah i really like anything that expands the mind so like my whole thing lately so i've i've been very fortunate like the last 11 years i've lived a really interesting life i've had a lot of cool jobs i've done a lot of cool things i've been a lot of cool places with work uh, you know, I've ran some of my own businesses, some of my own companies, stuff like that. And I work with some really cool companies today. So, you know, it was kind of like, you know, where I was going with this is just kind of like getting the experience. And every day, like you said, is you want to expand your mind, right? It's well, all about if, like if you, getting to like your top potential. If you're not like learning, you're not growing and you're, you're, you're not understanding Right, like I, I feel sometimes like uh, you meet people and they they haven't dug deep enough into the layers to sure. really understand how lucky they are. So like I think with this thing going forward, you know, we have some good times. We get some cool guests on here from all sorts of different backgrounds to teach us something different. Well, yeah, for sure. The, um, 
sometimes like uh, my mind gets blown. I, I like this guy named Johnny Harris, who is uh, probably a lot more liberal than more and more people I talk to. And he does uh, great shows about mapping and borders, right? And, and, and like the, the diving deep into the, the uh, you know, interesting facts that you'd, they, it's kind of like answering the questions that you would never think to ask yourself. Right, and so I I want that to be where this show goes to, where we talk to interesting people who are in interesting lives, and you know just being honest and open with what's going on in our lives. Yeah, definitely. So like, I think you know if anyone that's kind of listening to this, it's you know the first go at it. We're gonna expand on it as we kind of go, but most of all, we're just here to have a little bit of fun with it. We're gonna have a couple beers, maybe a couple whiskeys while we do this. Yeah, we got nothing to hide, and, and, and we're just gonna have a good time. So speaking of that, you're drinking Tim Hortons again. You got. I know. I have a, a coffee addiction. Okay, so I will. I'm gonna admit. Well, something. yeah, 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 I'm yeah. Gonna go. admit, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. Admit something. Okay, I have a coffee addiction too. I'm like three a day. Like I like like good coffee now. Like, like yeah, dark roast. Like, like yeah, the bolder the better. So, anyways, I'm a road. I'm a sales rep. As most people know, I'm a sales rep in the outdoor industry. So, like, we're on the road all the time. Coolest job ever. You got a front row seat to the world. I call it windshield time. You're seeing everything, but you drink a lot of coffee. I was adding up my expenses and all that stuff for my, my personal taxes. And one year, I spent $1,700 on Tim Hortons coffee. That's crazy. And it wasn't like sandwiches. It was like coffee. It was coffee. like it was like $2 yeah, you... receipts, $2 receipt, $2 receipt. And I looked at my wife, and I'm like, Leanne, I have an issue. I, I can't. Um, I, I It's almost a habit for me to stop. Like, even if I don't need a coffee, I'll stop and, and, I, and, be, and get another coffee. Dude, there's something like therapeutic about drinking a good coffee there is but here's the other um when they mess your coffee up in the morning or like when you go to tim hortons and because like up here being canadian that's really what we have but i find like every fifth one is perfect oh yeah just a perfect brew perfect flavoring just makes my day complete. I do drink a ton of them cold too, though. It doesn't bother me to drink no, them man. like six hours after. I the like fact. cold coffee too. It's, the it's crazy, thing. but you, you know what? Like that's another thing. Like um, when you're you're when you're adding up your finances, like it seems like what is it two dollars and thirty cents for or two bucks for a large, two thirty yeah. for an extra large? It adds up. I do. I probably do three a day for sure. Like we're uh, if you ever like look at all the dumb stuff you spend money on in the course of a year. Yeah, yeah. Like my advice to anybody out there is like save every single receipt and go through it like once a year and you'll like realize like that was stupid, that was stupid, that was stupid. Hey, but you also realize hey, some of that was a lot of fun. No, yeah, hundred percent. My grandfather used to always tell me that it's not the you know, the mortgage and the truck payment that kills you. It's the twenty bucks, twenty bucks, twenty bucks, twenty bucks that goes missing. hundred percent. And it adds up on little things too, especially if you want to go like talk about hobbies, right? Yeah, Fishing. yeah. Dude, I spent, well, you were there. I went in the East Outdoors. How much did I spend on fishing stuff? I didn't even like need any of it. 700 and change. I was like, I don't even need any of this. But I just, it's like, like, dude, I have so many soft plastics. Yeah, like, I, do, I have too. tubs and tubs and tubs of it. And it's like, I'm going to pull a Sean McCall and probably give it to a bunch of kids. I'm going to give it at the Peterborough Fishing yeah, yeah. Show this year. We'll donate to somebody or, or whatever. But the point being is like, it is so hard for me, especially like I go into my dealers and I love supporting my dealers, and I love buying stuff, and I'm a huge firearms fanatic. I love, I love, I'm going to go on record saying I love guns. I love I'm, guns, I'm a, too. Outdoorsman with I have a really hard person. time not buying guns. Exactly. Fishing stuff, anything to do with the outdoors, but it's a problem. Like, it is it, a problem. My, my passion is a problem when it comes to spending money on that stuff. The hardest thing I had about working at East Hill Outdoors is, like, not buying guns every week. For sure. Because you get to play with them, right? Like, so in between downtime... 
you can't really play with a fishing rod at work, right? You can't put a reel on, you can't cast around, but you can pick a uh, a shotgun up and, and give her a swing. So, like, let's take the whole thing of guns, right? I got I see this argument all the time from people. I got one buddy. He's like, "That's the stupidest thing. You don't need twenty guns. You need one good one. You can shoot well." Totally yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, totally yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. I totally agree with that point. And I really do hunt with the same rifles and shotgun over and over. I do. But I look at high end firearms as like art. Like, I what? appreciate, it's, you know, it's like the guy going down there to the art gallery, and you're like, why would that guy ever spend that money on that painting just to look at it? I appreciate, like, the craftsmanship, the time, the skill that went in to build that firearm, the grade of the wood on it, the, the caliber it shoots. Well, it, it goes it, into, I get really know. excited when people trade in shotguns. For sure. Like, uh, over-unders. Uh, this guy bought a Brunelian that, um, uh, early 60s, uncle's name engraved on it, made in Italy, all the paperwork with it in Italian, right? Not a valuable gun, right? But the the story behind it and the coolness, awesome engraving on it. Uh, what is it? Uh, last week we had a Remington Fifty Seven. Is that? Am I talking the right thing? Old yeah. old auto loader. I believe so. So the 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 what is this? The what do you call like the stenciling on the, the engraving? The engraving. Yeah, sure. Was in white. It had like labs and ducks on one side, and on the other side, it had like a pointer and um, pheasants. Oh, it's awesome. Right? Beat up old gun. The stock had a crack in it. And I almost bought it just for somebody to take the firing pin out for I could hang it in my living room. But oh. somebody beat me to it. Yeah. No, that's that, that's cool. And like, it's, it's like kind of getting into like why I appreciate them. I and some of them you don't fire ever, some of them you fire all the time. But it's like, I appreciate the craftsmanship and the stories that they tell. Like, like an old gun's got some stories. In it. So, like, I got one firearm. So, my parents, my dad was never a hunter. My yeah. my grandfather was never a hunter. My one grandfather duck hunted a little bit, but he had no firearms to pass down. Uh, my one my one cousin has my one grandpa shotgun. He used to shoot stuff in the orchard. I'm jealous. I wish I got yeah, it. Yeah, but yeah, you know yeah. what? It's just circumstance. He found it, and life goes on. So, anyways, but my wife's grandfather, he gave me his Savage Twenty Two. Yeah, and I'm like, I, and I have that gun. And yeah, it's the yeah, coolest yeah. thing, and it sits in the safe. And one day, you know, I'll pass it on to my son now, and we'll keep yeah, it in yeah, the family. Yeah, yeah. And that gun, you know, it's it works, it's functional, it's beat up, but so, it's got stories to tell. When I was a kid, my dad duck, did a, quite a bit of duck hunting, and then when he had me, he really stopped, and he had a Remington, uh, a Wingmaster pump. I want one of those. Right. Uh, and he, he, he basically stopped duck hunting because they banned lead, right? Which means you couldn't use because they have full joke, right? So he sold it to a guy at work. The guy he sold it to worked at the Ganey Fly Shop, and I won't throw his name out there, but he comes into East Hill, and he's in utter refusal to sell me that gun back. Because he knows, he knows. It has, but it, it's sentimental value. It's sentimental value to him, though, too, now. Yes, because Not he just... gave it to his grandson, yeah. right? And even though I offered up a brand new... SXP, anyone in the store, just pick an SXP and I'll buy it for you. I'm losing my headset here. Yeah, I'm losing you. And uh, there we go. We'll just give it a little there twiggle. We go. So he 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 will not sell it to me, Be, but because he gave it to his grandson, right? So it has yeah. sentimental value to him as well. You, you think people have the same sentimental value with like other things, like even fishing yeah. reels? Like you fishing don't see reels. you don't see a lot of guys like going back to the craftsmanship thing. I appreciate a well built fishing reel. I like a good yeah, drag system. Yeah. I like it. I res- that's why I spend bigger money on higher end stuff. 
but when I'm able to do so. So, but do you think people like what else do you think people value? Fly reels, life? fly reels. There's a fly good reels. I think the fly like, ro- fishing rod and reels get passed through generations. I'll use an example here too. My family tractors. Yeah, like we have tractors that. Like stuff like memories from my grandfather. Like yeah, we have, yeah. We have one tractor. Was my grandpa's. My dad owns it. We don't use it anymore. John Deere forty four forty. We use it the odd time for certain things around the farm. Yeah, yeah. It will never leave the family. It just me, like my brothers and I. We would just never let it happen. We'll always be in someone's possession. They, yeah, I can see that. So I have a uh, case tractor logo tattooed with yeah. my grandfather's name. Yeah. Because then as a kid, we had a nineteen fifty four case D that I used to show at all the fairs. There you go. So it's sentimental right? value. Sentimental right? value. Biggest yeah. like. Uh, not real handy to do work with the old hand clutch, and yeah. Right, gas powered, not yep. diesel. But yes, that tractor was uh, uh, highly thought of at the farm, yeah. It was like the tractor, right? Like, if you were going to learn to drive a tractor, that was the one you, you learned to drive. I'm bad for that, collecting like hoarding stuff. Like, I have like we're moving right now, See, yeah. I, I got behind the old cases. Like, we're moving yeah. right now, and I'm cleaning out like our storage and everything, and I got boxes of stuff. And I'm like, I should throw this out. But everything in my head has some kind of sentimental value in it or some memory of my life. I got like old. Do you have, are you, are you a guy who's got to keep everything? Yeah. I don't. I, 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 so I keep it like really important things. But 95% of the stuff in my life I throw in the garbage. Like I got boxes. Like I used to, you know, work in the magazine industry, yeah. right? So I wrote tons of stories, snowmobile magazines and motor. I got boxes and boxes of stories I've written. And magazines like that stuff, I want to hold on to. Like I want, yeah, I yeah. want my kids to look yeah. into those. And I got they're good memories and 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 stuff like that. But I think I remember too. Like I was a huge motocross freak growing up. Like yeah, that was kind yeah. of my my job before yeah. this. And I remember like as a kid, like me and my older brother, we'd always go and grab uh, like my dad's old motocross helmet and yeah, his yeah, jersey yeah, 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 yeah. that he wore when he was a kid. No way. So I like kept all that stuff because I want my kids like pull to, that out to one have day. that stuff. Right? I am not like I have some of that stuff kicking around. Um, most of the stuff that I have that I, like, if I had to leave the house right now and grab things, I have a, a pocket watch. It was my great grandfather's, uh, that he had given his grandfather, but he, my great grandfather had it in world war one. See, that's, that's cool. I would grab that. And I have a ring that my grandmother gave my grandfather when they were 16. That's got a, a Trojan on it. Yeah. Like I have a tattoo of it. I have that ring upstairs, and I had to, I used to go to his house all the time, try the ring on. Yeah, and I was able to have it as soon as my it had fit on my finger, and I, and so that's that, that's the kind of stuff that I would grab. I, I would grab. I have two two things. So uh, my grandfather gave me a tie clip, which is yeah. like real, oh yeah real yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah, and it's a shotgun. Nice. And he, my grandmother, who I never met, she died when my mom was a kid. Gave that to him. He gave it oh, to me cool. when I started working in the firearms industry. Yeah. And I wear that thing in the show. It's like shot, show, and that's cool. You should see how many people comment on it. Nice. That's incredible. And then I got another one from my other grandfather. It was yeah. his tie clip. It just says his initials on it. My dad gave it to tie me. Tie clips, eh? And that, those are the two things I got. And, you know, there's yeah, some other Do you have cool emotional stuff. attachment to fishing rods and reels? I do. I got to get rid of some. I can't. I, I, I have a bit, like, if I caught, like, a big fish or I yep. have a good story... Uh, I, I care more who it's going to than the actual rod, though. See, I'm super, like... If somebody called me right now, and and it's not that I don't like a whole bunch of people, but there are some people who, who irk me the wrong way. If somebody called me and they were like, hey, I sold so-and-so my rod, I'd be really upset and try to buy that rod back. Really? 100%. Man, I'm like... It would ruin my life. I, I talked on the old show a hundred times. There is a list in my bedroom 
of people who my mom's allowed to sell my boat to if I die. Am I on the list? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably wouldn't buy it. No, no, no. Like there, there was. Uh, there's five people, and who's ever in the hardest up for a bass boat? My mom's instructed to give it to them. It's been paid for forever. I'm having that argument myself right, right? now. So you're moving up the chain because Marley just got a brand new Stratus. Oh, so I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> so ahead you're moving, of Marley. You're moving up there. Did he get a brand new Stratus? No, it's like uh, it's the exact same with mine. It's a 201 XL Pro, and mine's a 201 XL. Uh, mine's a uh, one single console. The only difference is, is he got the double console. Okay, so we're on bass boat topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Get, no, wait. wait. What do you think he paid for it? It's got a 250 racing mark on it. I believe the boat's an 05 or 06, and the engine's like a 2012, 2013. Well, I know Marley would have got a deal. Like, I know how he would. This is a barn find, too. Yeah, I know. Like, this is a Marley story. He had story. to wait two weeks to get for the guy to, to dig it out, and he actually called one time through the process saying it was half out of storage, whatever yeah. that meant. I don't what, know. What do you pay? Fifteen grand. Jeez, you shouldn't tell everybody that now. That's a deal and a half. That's eh? crazy. That's crazy. Oh, wow, isn't that nuts? Yeah, like he could have. That guy could have sold that boat for forty-five thousand bucks. Man, I'm missing my bass boat like crazy. Dude. But this is the argument I'm having with myself. So I was sitting there the other day. I was in the kayak tournament, and it was like fifty kilometer winds. Remember, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were yeah, like, yeah. and we were driving to the launch, and it was like a hurricane. And I'm sitting there, and I'm paddling against this wind, and I'm like, this sucks. I miss my boat. But then I sit in there and I go, do I want to spend big dollars on a bass boat again? Or do I want to use that same amount of money and go fishing somewhere different in the world every year? Like on a trip. Well, that came up too. I almost sold my boat over the winter. Like like, like this close to just like, uh, maybe we, we should start with like uh, the backstory. Like uh, going through my life last year in the COVID and getting divorced and everything. And like the strains of being fear fishing guy, because it, it it's becomes normal. I, there was a point where I was like, I, I don't want to do anything anymore. And from having great friends, I was talking, I, I talked to you about this a hundred times. I talked to Sean and Mark about this, but Mercer Marine was the one who, he was like, if you sell that boat, you'll never have one again. You're an idiot. Right. And he's like, because as soon as fishing season comes, you're going to regret this. I sold mine to a good buddy. Yeah. And I'll never be able to replace it for what I sold it for. Not even close. Not even close. I'm out of the, I'm out of the market now. So so yeah, it like I I understand the the aspects of selling the boat, but I would have regretted it now. I regret it, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. Well, like I got a family now, you know, we got a place up north, like we fish a lot of bass yeah, lakes yeah. and that. But I'd be way more upset that you sold the Crestliner than the bass boat. I'm missing the Crestliner. <laughs> I would be because like bow fishing, uh, duck, hunting. duck hunting, bass. I do miss the Crestliner, and I'll probably buy something like that again, but. Okay, my best fishing memory. So I've I've been really I've done some awesome trips. So I've been to uh, Florida Keys with Daiwa. When I was working with Daiwa and Greywood last yep. year, we went down Florida Keys with uh, you know, offshore, inshore, flat. Like it was freaking awesome, man. Like one of the best trips of my life. I went to Costa Rica sail fishing and inshore fishing for rooster fish. Yeah, one of the best trips. Like one of the things I'll never forget. Uh, I went to British Columbia uh, with my friend Ted there at Greywood, and we went salmon fishing, halibut fishing. I caught a forty-three pound king. Like, you know, one of the biggest fish, one of the biggest fish they've seen out there in 15 years, a monster. Like, we caught tons of rock fish, all sorts of stuff. So I sit back there and I, like, think about how much fun I had on all those trips. And it's like, would I not rather, like, go do something like that once a year or would I rather maintain a bass boat? Well, that, that's, that's the, the question, thing that's that, the question. like, that's the thing that uh, people don't really get is how expensive these things are 
even if nothing goes wrong. Like, I really want to go and I want to fly fish Montana. I do, too. That would be a very high up on my bucket list thing to do. Oh, we got audio. little audio dance again. That would be a high up. I would like to go brown trout fishing and hear elk bugling in the rut. Man, an elk bugle is... That's the craziest thing I've ever experienced was my elk hunt. Like, hearing that thing, like, it's something. Your hair on your neck stands up, man. I got a question for you. Yes, so sir. you've been out west uh, elk hunting. Yes, sir. Is it is that experience? Because in our as an eastern hunter, there's not very many places you can see 100 yards. No. So, so when you get out there, is it everything that it should be? Or are you like, oh, I could go back home? Is no. Is it that much better? I'm dying to go back. Yeah? See, I'm having a hard time. Okay, like, I love deer hunting. I do. And I've, I have passed more deer in my life. I'm not kidding. If yep. I shot every deer I saw, those little bucks, whatever, I've missed big bucks. I've had the worst luck with big bucks in my life. I have more big buck stories and, and stuff than anybody. And it's a kind of a joke between me and my buddies how unlucky, like, I'm a very place, un- right I'm time, a right? very unlucky hunter, too. But that elk hunt was my kind of hunting, like, you're not sitting still. You're walking, you're hiking, you're seeing the sights, you're glassing. And I went early. So I was like three weeks before the rut. I went for opening okay. week in Alberta. So I was up like south of Grand Prairie. I think it was called Grand Catch, like in the Rockies. Okay, yeah, yeah. So like. Is this somewhere, so I'm visualizing the story here. Is this somewhere like you would see on Meat Eater where you could glass a yeah, mile? certain spots. And then usually you kind of get down against like the creek or riverbeds and stuff like that. And you're in thick timber. And, okay, yeah, and, and yeah. A bit of both. But when you're there's, up top. You there's can, logging you can, cuts, yeah. You can do some glass. For sure. And uh, I went out there, was a guy, Rick Martin, he's a buddy of mine, a, yep. good, a good buddy of mine, Darren, yep. Darren, who uh, I used to work with, he hooked me up with him. And uh, he's like, you know what, I'll give you a good deal because it's my first year guide and you come out the first week, we won't quite be in the rut, but we should get some action. So anyways, we, we hiked hard for three days. And what was so good about that trip was I put so much time in and getting ready. So I did a bow hunt. I was yep. always said, if yeah, I'm going to yeah, shoot yeah. an elk, I'm shooting with my bow. It wasn't going to be like a 300-yard rifle shot. I wanted to be right on top of the thing with the bow. Okay. So I'm practicing, I'm getting in shape. We yep. hiked miles every day, man, up and down hills. The first day, like, you're so sore. Your legs are just bare. Yeah, yeah, then, like, yeah, the second yeah, and third yeah, day, yeah. like, you're just used to it. And, like, you get used you're to getting, the altitude and you're better, good to go. Better. And so we uh, finally heard a bugle. Yep. And we're on, like, a logging road at this point. And Rick looks at me. He's like, that thing's coming. And the bugles again. How, how loud is the bugle? It's, like, it's amazing. I can't even describe it. So... The wind was kind of swirling a bit, and this is like, it's hard to visualize. And yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah. On a road, yeah okay? Okay. So Go picture on. like you're standing, if you're listening to this right now, you're standing on a road and you're looking straight, and the elk's, there's a little bit of a ridge, the elk's down that hill. To your right, there's this little trail, like a logging cut. Yep. The way the wind yep. was going, Rick's like, I'm going to stay here in this ditch to our left. You run into that logging cut on your right. He's going to walk right by you. You're going to shoot the thing like five yards. Really? And he kind of knew, like, he's, just he's, from he's experience, that. like, what, what so this I, boy I, doing. So I jump into that algae, that, sorry, that logging cut. Now, keep yeah. in mind, I can't see to my right. I'm like a 90-degree corner. I can't see. He's going to okay. walk yeah, right yeah, in front yeah. of me. Yep. I can see through the bushes a little bit. Well, he comes over the hill bugling. Rick looks at me. Rick's behind a tree across the road, and he puts his hands over his head to show horns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's trying to tell me this thing is a monster. Yeah, yeah. That thing comes running. We're good. Keep going. You're good. That thing comes running down the road. It's galloping like a horse. I'll never forget the noise of this thing. Really? And it just stops. It's like literally like six yards from me. It stops like dead. 
the wind swirled. He winded no us. Way. He stopped dead, put his nose up, snored, runs back over the ridge. No He's way. there howling, smashing a tree to everything, get shot. Rick told me it was like, I don't know if he said it was like 330 class or 380. It was something ridiculous. Second yeah, yeah, biggest yeah. elk he's ever seen in his life. And he's been shooting those things for 30 years. And he's like, that's, and, that's and, he, and he looked at me and this was like, I've always gone for like, I always, I had an elk in my head. I pictured what I wanted yeah, to shoot. Yeah, yeah, what it looks like. So I had three days left of this hunt. This was the third day in. And uh, Rick said, Kyle, like, you want to hunt that? you want to hunt that elk for the next three days or do you want to just go down here and you can, you can shoot a, a spike, you can shoot a, a spike buck, whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. And I sat there and I look at Rick and I'm like, that's my, no, he's my, no, that's yeah, my yeah, elk. Yeah. I'm going to, we're going to hunt him as hard as we can for the next three days. And we're going to try to cross paths with him again. Anyways, we hunted hard for three days. We never ended up seeing him again. And we did never, you hear him? we did never you, heard him. He, hear him he, he was on to us or, or something. He was just gone. But the coolest thing about that whole hunt was the moose we were seeing. Yeah. I have a, like a fascination of grizzly bears. I, I love black bear hunting. Yeah. We good here? Audio working? Yeah, first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So I love bear hunting. We had so okay. many close encounters of grizzly bears, man. Like at one point, like we knocking my bow. Rick's got a shotgun ready. Like crazy stuff. Grizzly bears. Yeah. Black bears, dude. Blueberry patches. Really? So I didn't have a bear tag. Biggest regret. But Rick and me would always be like, yo, let's see if we can stock up on if these. You can get, you can get close How to close? One. I got videos. I think I've shown you. So like we, we've walked my, right up on these bears. That's my stuff. least favorite thing about Ontario hunting is that I'm the most unpatient person in the world. Yeah. Right? I hate sitting in the tree stand when you're not seeing anything. I think that now, like, I'm just so used to not having that big buck show up. I'm already, like, disappointed. But I'd, I feel like I'd like it a lot better if I could just hike. For sure. Like, if I could walk for 20 minutes and then sit down and then, do you know what I mean? Every year I'm like, I'm so over deer hunting. I'm not doing, I'm going bird hunting. And I love working my dog and stuff like that. But I, I, know, I something about the rut. I just I, get right back I am into pretty, it. <laughs> I am pretty new to the whole hunting world. But uh, goose, field, goose hunting is my absolute favorite. Uh, second would be going to the pheasant farm. I really like bow hunting deer. But only because at Dave's you, you see 20 does a night. Yeah, that I really, crazy. I really like that experience. Uh, but the part I like, I'm, I'm gonna get myself a, a double stand this year, or set up two singles so that I can bring Brooklyn some nights, or I can bring Ash, just so they can see the deer. Oh, for sure. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like they, they like, uh, it, it's pretty remarkable at Dave's house when you, you can look in a field and there's 20 does stand out there, yeah. and you might see a couple spikes and. Yeah, My, it, yeah there's yeah. not very many places around here you can go and like be like, all right, just wait here like five minutes there, oh, here they come for sure like right i think that's why too like it's so important i've got a ton of people in the hunting i'm a big believer too. yeah people yeah yeah out. we need people hunting like you know and i've helped a ton of people get deer and, and steer that i probably should have shot if i let if i was sitting there or vice versa or whatever but, but man but, I I, but i've had a lot of great people help me too so and here's the thing too is that in my head i have this image of this white tail and how this is going to go down. And I, I've never had that opportunity, right? Yeah. I also, in like my, like I have more, uh, like because of where I work, I can hunt more than anybody else on the planet too, right? Like yep. uh, I hunted all 14 days of the shotgun hunt last year. I hunted all seven days of the muzzleloader hunt. I went bow hunting whenever I thought it was like, yeah. uh, do you know what I mean? For sure. So I'm also very scared through, because I have so much time that, uh, if I don't shoot the deer that's in my head, I've just wasted another month. That's, that's the issue for a lot of people though. And like expectations that was going back to like, I've passed 
I, I honestly probably see, I don't know, dozens of deer here. Like, I, I really do like does and fawns and little spike bucks, this and that. And I've shot them before. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've shot, I've shot some of them and I love filling the freezer and that, but like the last couple of years, I've just let stuff walk right underneath me. And now it's the point where it's like, time's getting less. I got a couple young kids. I like eating well, the that, stuff. I think I'm that, for the first time in my life. I think I'm gonna lower my expectations this year because I, I feel no shame in anybody managing your deer herd the way you feel like it needs to be. Well, that and I got yeah. some deer that you know you got a couple called deer that they should go. So today, speaking on this, I bought my. I applied for the first time ever for a doe tag. For sure. Right. So that in my head, because I'm at like. Um, I'm really lucky too because the dog goes to my mom's house for the deer hunt, so the dog's not here by herself, right? My dog's living the you know, uh, the over the top city life yeah. for those two weeks. But I'd much rather um, go to Diamond Dave, spend three days with him, just shoot a doe, because I well, I'm I'm getting more and more into cooking. Oh, definitely. That's, I need that, I need the meat to cook, but then after the three days. Get right back into bird hunting. Like last year when we were talking, I was like, Dave, uh, what we should have done at Dave's camp is start banging on doors, found some cornfields. And because I hate going deer hunting in the morning, we should have been up, went goose hunting in the mornings, and then deer hunting in the afternoons. Then goose hunting in the mornings, deer hunting in the afternoons, right? Yeah. It'd be, because realistically, it's kind of like roll out of bed. I, I feel like when I go deer hunting in the morning, I'm just bumping everybody back in the woods. I, I'm not a big morning I'm person not, anymore. I've had some good morning hunts and yeah. stuff, and uh, like seen a lot of deer shot in the morning, like with buddies and everything, and you know hunt camps. But I love deer week. I love bow hunting because I love the challenge, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And but I love deer week because it's more like the camaraderie, man. Like me and my, me and my buddies have such a good time, and it's like you want to meet back up after you're like, tell us about your hunt. Where'd you see you help somebody drag a deer? Out. It's as what well, it's, it's all the about, experience, and, and, and so I, that's what I like the most about field goose hunting is that you get to chat with everybody, awesome. right? Yeah, you, you know what I mean. I I really enjoyed when we went last year. We brought Casey and Hank. Yeah, right. It, like it was honestly. Um, the two of them act like idiots when they're together at your house. So they, like they fight, like wrestle and yeah, right. Too so much. Hank's too bigger than Casey, but Casey's faster than Hank. Yeah. But like when Hank gets a hold of Casey, he pins her on the ground, beats the snot out of her. Yeah. Right. But when we went hunting, it, like they acted a little silly when we first got there in the dark. But as soon as it was hunt time, they left each other alone. They know it's business. They meant like both yeah. of them. Neither one of them. It's a, it's amazing. Like a good bird dog how it's bred into them and know when it's time to work. Yeah, because Casey yeah. last year in November uh, would have been one year old when we were yeah. like younger than for sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, like, she knows when to act like an idiot and when like, hey, whoa, 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 he's gonna he's gonna be upset here, right? I need to get in my house. Yeah, definitely. This no. guy's crazy. Like the the they genetically breed this into them. Man, I I love upland hunting too. Pheasants. Yeah. Like my dream is before Hank is too old, I, I want to go like North Dakota. I want to drive there. I want to see the sights again. I want to do wild. I'd like to do the Peely Island thing too. Yeah, Peely will be cool. I have never done it, and I probably should do it sooner than later. But it's tough, man. When you work in the hunting industry, like you want to not hunt, get a job in the hunting industry. But the thing is, is that I want to go do like wild, wild pheasants. Yeah, that that would be. uh, You remember Sam the Gun Hunter? Yeah, my buddy Sam. Yeah, when we went and tracked that deer, that yeah, 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 yeah. So Sam sold his house in Port Hope and just moved back to Nova Scotia. Nice. But he lives, he bought 70-acre farm. Yeah. 
right? That backs up into like 10,000 acres. Holy. Right? Uh, the bow season for whitetail starts September 15th. Um, there's way more gun hunting and his property and the crown line behind him, full of pheasants. That's amazing. Like world-class. So Sam is really originally from, uh, Nova Scotia. When he was growing up, his parents had, uh, Sherman, German short hair pointers cause they pheasant hunted. That's wicked. Sam, we're coming out. So yeah, yeah, Sam invited the whole crew. Everybody wanted to come to come. And, and the cool thing about Nova Scotia is that, uh, if the land's not posted, you can hunt it. I love Nova Scotia. Like, I have tons of family there. Just, I love the Maritimes in general. That's a I've great never been out there. Oh my man, you're missing out. Do you like seafood? I do love seafood. Oh, you, we, you gotta go. It's 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 freaking wicked, man. I I, I I'm, I'm really thinking. And he said it with it's like 16 hours, like here to Tennessee. Not even a like crazy oh, of a drive. Easy, man. Like, and I was supposed to go out to New Brunswick moose hunting last year, and it got canceled. And I couldn't cross the like. You know what I mean? Like, I've yeah, just yeah, yeah. this COVID thing. I'm not. Even, we're not even gonna mention that word on this podcast again. That's it. I don't even want to talk about it. But like, that was a trip I was really looking forward to, and and whatever else. But hey, it is what it is, man. And you know, speaking of trips, I went to the last five Bassmaster Classic this year. We couldn't go because of COVID. I don't think they'll ever go to another one. I've heard, I've heard a few people say that. It's kind of like it's you kind do of it like once I, or I twice. It and I've, I, I've I, never been to one, so I can't comment. It is like, um, it's not that I had a bad time at any of them. It's just like every year it became a little more repetitive. I really like, I, I wish there was something to go to where you could like see some of the people you don't get to see all the time. But every time I get to one of these, I'm like, why am I watching other people do stuff? I should be doing stuff. So like that's it. You spend all that money. You go down there. Yeah, you have a good time with some friends and you have a few beers and whatnot. But you, you but, don't do anything. And like, then the worst part, you don't watch the Classic because you're, you're, so you, you're not at the Classic. You might see the weigh-in. You see the expo. <laughs> but, like, it goes back to our thing. Like, wouldn't you rather, like, jump on a plane, go to Cuba, go fish some tarpon with a fly reel? Well, 100%. Yeah, told, I'd just like to do a different experience, right? 100%. Even if I went to that, like, uh, most of the towns I have it in too, it's early in the spring. The fishing isn't real great. The only one I went to where the fishing was all right was, uh, Houston. We stayed at Lake Fork. That's the only reason why that was good. I love Texas. But when I get there, like there's all kinds of things on my bucket list that uh, I'd like to do. I'd like to go, um, uh, like striper fishing, like beach fishing, like, yep. you, like, yep. right. I'd like to do that where you like drive your Jeep onto the surf, surf fishing, surf fishing. Yeah. I'd really, 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 since I was looking, I'd like to do the brown trout. I'd like to like uh, dry fly fish with mice and watch brown trout come up and just slam them. That, that's my biggest problem right now in life is I want to do everything. And it's like, how do you find that balance? Well, right? everybody at home wants to do everything. But, like, I feel guilty because, like, I'm so, like, wanting all the time. Like, I want to do this. I want to experience this. I want to experience that. You know, and I feel bad, like, if I can't include my whole family. Yeah, and, you know, I, and I'm trying there. to maybe like build up some skill sets or some connections or places yeah, that yeah. I can bring my family to or teach my kids one day and and whatnot. But man, like life is short. It is short, and I'm a big believer. Like, how old are you? Experience everything again. I, I'm only 31. People, so I'm people don't, 38. People don't think I'm 31 because I've done a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I get it all the time, but like my wife's gonna kill me for saying that. She's gonna listen to this and she's gonna be like, "You're an idiot," but. My wife is like opposite of me. Like I'm like high strung, like go go yeah, go. Yeah, Let's yeah. My wife's really like chill and mellow, and I give her a hard time. Like you should go and like go get not a hobby because she's like she's content and like yeah, she's yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. she loves being a mom. She's fantastic at everything. She's you know she works hard and and all this stuff. But like I'm just the opposite where I want to have like 17 hobbies 
And she's, I, I and she have likes, like that and too. she likes doing her few things, right? So, so I here's my like if I'm not doing something, I'm normally napping. Like for some reason, like if I'm busy, I can do like three days no sleep. Yeah. If I get start getting bored, the first thing I want to do is have a nap, right? Like I, I, I don't I don't know what it is with me. But I'm the most happy in my life where, like, when you came in tonight, when I'm, like, trying to find a wire to do this, and but i got to get the vlog up. And, yeah. like, I need chaos in my life to maybe, like, um, see, see, I, to, 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 like, feel like normal sleep. Like, I hate routine. I do, too. So, like, my, good thing about my job is it's different every day. Like, I'm driving somewhere different every day. There's always something, an something issue different. to work out, something new to sell, someone new to talk to, whatever. I could never do the whole like commute into the cubicle. Do yeah, eight I could hours, do that. And, like, I, I'm, I, I like my my gig at East Hill. It's very flexible. I like the, um, I like the commute. I, I, I see deer almost every morning yeah. when I, I drive to work. Even saw an elk one time. I even saw an elk one time. <laughs> uh, I like getting to work. Usually, I get to the work and uh, spend fifteen minutes with Kevin doing like the life chat thing, asking how each other are, what's our plan for the week. And then I kind of do my thing. The only time I, I, I've had a real hard time at the store was during lockdown when there was no customers. And it just, it killed me to, to sit there. Well, I mean, like, I think if you look at all the things that COVID's done besides, like, people's health, which we're not going to get into all that. No, no, no. It's, like, what boredom, we've shown as a society what boredom has done to each other. Well, the, you, you it, definitely it, have seen the worst. I think that in a lot so of people. I I do that way. But I think that it, like I would be lying to anybody who says that that like COVID was negative to me personally. It made me grow as a person. Like even like um, the think of this. As much as it was awesome to have like a really overproduced podcast that I really liked doing, like that I could never match myself. It's also kind of cool to just take her back a couple of levels and just talk. For sure. Do you get what I mean? 100%. Like sometimes uh, it, it was really nice to uh, like like get divorced, right? And then kind of find yourself all over again. Do you know what I mean? Like find yeah. your interest. So in, in my thing is that I'm 38. So from the time I was like uh, 24, 25, I got my first like Deep V start tournament fishing. I didn't do anything but tournament fish and film vlogs till 37. That's crazy. Right? I didn't want, I've never been on a vacation because uh, I, I'd never be able to go to Cuba and sit on a beach for a week. See, ever. But, I couldn't do it. It but, would drive me nuts. But I figured this out. It's how, like, the vacation thing, right? That's like getting back to the whole, like, feeling guilty. Like, can I, how do I include, like, my family and friends and my experiences? And it's like, I figured out, you can go to a place down south now. Your family can sit on the resort for a few hours. The guide picks you up out front. You go tarpon fishing in the morning. It's oh, like a win-win. And, 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 and so and with that's Brooklyn. The, that's Brooklyn, the kind of future I'm looking at. That, and Brooklyn has <laughs> really taught me a lot. And her family taught me a lot. Because, um, uh, like, the, they're, like uh, Brooklyn really likes the filming part. Brooklyn yeah. doesn't want to really hunt her fish. But Brooklyn wants to, to film. And before she ever met me, she really liked photography and stuff. Uh, her parents hunt fish like crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, they really like the vlog. They like being in the vlog, but they also like that they, they watch the vlog. So uh, if we're there for the weekend, they're kind of like, okay, go do your thing. We'll watch the dog and kid, right? Like, because they're excited to do that. And they know that I got to do that for like work. So it's, it's, it, that's made me like 
be happier with all this all over again because now it really is like a family thing, right? Like yeah. Brooke just likes to come in the boat and film. Yeah. I eat fish. I, I can't wait to get my daughter out fishing this summer. She's three. We haven't. We've never really taken her fishing. We're gonna catch her first fish, man. It's gonna be awesome. Uh, like that's like. Ash just got a, a new rod and reel from uh, Lee from Shimano. Did he? Yeah. That's nice. He nice. was pretty excited when he saw it. He didn't want to go yesterday because it was too hot. But I, I, by the time I got out there, I was like, I've made a terrible life mistake at yeah. 38 degrees. Oh, man. It's been hot. It has been hot. It's crazy. You see the, the weather? Like they're, I don't know when we're going to post this, but the weather they're getting in BC right now is nuts. Like 47 degrees. Yeah, I saw that degrees. this morning. No, I'm not into that, man. My no. favorite season, fall. Oh, yeah, I, I made a Facebook f- post last night. It's like, I why hate, can't it be October all year round? I hate the heat. I, I don't. I don't like this heat. I like 22, 23 degrees, uh, with cool nights. I that, lo- that means the largemouth are going to set up on docks. I love winter as long as there's snow and like you're sledding. I'm and not stuff. a big winter guy. I either. just don't like how dark it is. I don't like. I'm not a big. I'm a big sun guy, but I. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of winter. But I have. Here's another thing that I like. Um, uh, there's a time to go, 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 and there's a time to like. Do everything everybody else wanted to do. So the winter time is that my time, right? Uh, Ash really likes playing video games. It's a good time for me to sit around and play video games with them, right? Uh, so that, that like, I used to go ice fishing. And I hated ice fishing. Now it's more like, okay, I'm not going to go ice fishing because I'm not, I'm not going to film videos that I don't want to film. I'll just stay here and do my thing. Exactly. You got to find that that balance, balance right? How do, and get, like, how do you get on point with that? You know what I mean? Totally. And because when I'm like, I'm going bass fishing. So like, that's this is a question that always comes up. So like, I I was like your normal kid growing up. You know, you did the hockey thing. You snowboard, yeah, yeah. You snowboarded. You skied. You did all that stuff. You got snowmobile. You got in the motocross. All that stuff. Yeah. And I have so many people who are like, oh, you're gonna get your kid in the motocross, or you know, you're gonna get your kid in this kid in that. And honestly. I don't know what my kids are going to want to do. I'm never. I'm not going to push them into anything. Like, yeah, are they going to probably have a dirt bike and rip around the farm? Yeah. If, you know, one of them says to me, well, yeah. hey, if one of them says to me, Dad, I want to go race moto, okay, well, we'll look at racing moto. But I'm not going to be like, all right, get on that bike. We're going to race moto. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, never yeah, going to yeah. be that dad. And, if, and whatever we do do, I'm always going to try to be involved. So, like, I want to be the dad. Like, if my daughter comes to me and she's like, Dad, I want to be a track star, well, guess what? I'm going to lose this dad bod. Dad's going to lace up the cross-country shoes, and I'm going to run with her. So, you know what I mean? Like, I want my I, kid trying to beat I don't me. like forcing Ash either. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I feel like um, it would be unfair to me to be like, you have to come fishing. Yeah. Because he, he, as much as it, it's kind of weird, he's had to suffer with dad being the fear fishing guy, right? Yeah, he, like, honestly, he's getting old enough now that we can talk things up, but when he was really little, it confused him. Right? Do you get what I mean? Like, we would go places, and, and strangers would talk to me who watched the vlog, and they're just fans, but that would confuse them, yeah. right? Do you know what I mean? Like, he didn't understand what going on, and I always thought, because my father forced me to play hockey. I hated it, and it caused huge riff in our life over this. For, for 10 years after I stopped playing, it was so bad. So, if he wants to come fishing, he's more than welcome to come. Right, if he wants to come field hunting for with geese, and he really likes going field hunting, goose hunting because the dog comes, right? And he really loves his dog, right? Yeah. Uh, and if he doesn't want to come, that's all right too. And and and, and I've I you know all we can ask for, and I this is this is a, a great explanation. All you gotta do is be this much better than your parents, right? You don't have to change the world. So you you just have to. So um, in theory, my grandfather would have been better. I'd communicating and uh, stuff than his father was. 
But in reality, that he was probably better at it than his father was. Do you get what I'm saying? 100%. I've been thinking about this a lot lately because it's like, like call me crazy here, but I love being a dad more than anything. Yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. Not crazy, yeah. but the whole thing is like, I want to make sure I don't let my kids down. Yeah, yeah. And it's this thing, and it's sitting there, and it's like, I want to make sure I get the most potential out of my kids. Like, yeah. And for them to do whatever they want with with Try things. Do stuff. And, and you know what? I've learned so much from my dad and my grandfathers and everything. But I hope by the time, like, my kid is a certain age that I'm learning stuff from them. That, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that, yeah, and, yeah. and, if, and if, if that is happening, I feel like I've done my job. Like sure. I hope, yeah, I get, you know because I mean? I'm at the point now where I I, I, I I teach my dad about stuff. Yeah, and I right? hope like I hope my kids come to me when they're thirty, being like, "Dad, you know, you should really do this." And and I hope, and not because I'm losing it, because they're because smarter. They because... They're smarter than me. I hope you know, and it's so I'm a lot softer person than my dad was. I still have a bit of a temper sometimes, but I I'm uh, I I'm I'm a whole lot like my mom's dad who likes to talk things up. Yeah. So in in this the, the I'm a I'm a better talker than my father was. Not that my dad was bad at this. My dad was just like uh, my dad's dad was a World War II Spitfighter pilot. Got back from World War II in the Battle of Britain, and I in the the reason why the hockey thing ended because I was like you know what, um, he got back from World War II, right? Had family, and I was like he probably wasn't that pleasant to live with. No, they're, they're like, do you know that just age generation and how the world was? And it was different. You didn't talk about your problems, right? I'm sure that, like, after flying planes in World War II, that you, when you came back as like this superhero, like, yeah, like, like you might be like an altar jock, but I have a feeling that like World Two World Two fighting pilot was like above that, well, right? Like, so you, you, do you know what I mean? Like, it, it couldn't have been an easy childhood, and I'm sure that you know. I, I could never see, like, I never met my dad's dad. Well, I did, but I was too little to remember. I can't imagine he was a man who would sit down and be like, hey, do you want to talk about your problems today? Exactly. And you got to look at it, too. Like, there's no doubt in my mind, and I will argue this to the grave, so come at me here if someone wants to disagree with me. Every generation before us was twice as tough as we are. A hundred percent. Like, you know what? Okay. A hundred percent. We're millennials, whatever you want to call yeah. it. I don't even know the terms anymore. Okay, we haven't gone through, I shouldn't say we haven't, because there's a lot of people that have gone to Afghanistan, overseas, Yeah, 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 yeah. But we're not sitting here right now worried about getting a draft letter in the mail. A hundred percent. Right? And going and fight a world war. A hundred percent. Or the fact if we don't have work or we don't eat because there's no, you know, now there's substancy programs. A hundred percent. We're not even going to get into it. We're like, so. But but, like our grandparents used to work literally to survive. A hundred percent. So if you think, like, listen to this. Um. I took Ash uh, maybe two weeks ago in Brooklyn to see the family plot, right? Um, where my grandfather and great-grandfather are. Uh, so the story I was telling before with my grandfather being in the war is on my dad's side. This is my mom's side. Who Farmers, Bridge North. My great-grandfather was born in 1897, right? In 1897, that's that's 20 years before the start of World War One. Yeah. Right? They were like that. Would have been a time where you were like you had if you had two hundred acres. Not only were you growing like a little meat to sell and a little like of this and that, you were growing your own food, hoping to God that something didn't go wrong, 
Do you, do you know what I mean? It's even, like, even, yeah, like, that's a whole other subject, like, agriculture. Like, you didn't have to, like, like. How hard it is. I've never been in, uh, experienced having to go out to the barnyard to kill a chicken to cook dinner. Yeah. It's different times. And it's, we don't get how good we have it. I, I don't we, think that we, and, like. And, like, it's, it's bad because there is always a select group of people that will step up and solve the issues, right? Like, yeah, the, like yeah. the brave, like our veterans now, the brave men yeah, and people. Yeah. And, and, you know, I believe there's, there's a lot of bad things happening in this world right now. I believe there's a lot of bad people that need to be dealt with across the globe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the problem is we just don't have a society that's capable of mentally mentally handling it. And we, we yeah, we, I, I believe that we too. live in this bubble. So we even even bubble. when you're we when we dealt with the COVID thing when we got home, um, there there was tension at my house, and I was like, "All you guys, you got to do is stay home. We don't even know what this is. We don't know what's happening." You just got to stay home. And then I started, and then I was trying to explain, and I explained to Ash, and I was like, in World War II, like, you couldn't buy a car. You couldn't buy rubber. You were on food rations to go to the grocery store. You couldn't buy gas. All the, everybody's asking you to just stay home and watch Netflix for a couple of weeks. And people lost their, their, uh, their I think, marbles. I think it was when it became more than a couple of weeks in business. It got deeper and deeper yeah. and deeper. But in the big scheme of the things. first two weeks. Yeah. It, like, it's not like it. it, it, it this will be the, probably the toughest thing we ever go through in our life, but it's not as easy. Like it, I hate, I hate to say it. Let's. It's not as hard as the other ones. You better pray it is the toughest thing you go through in our life because well, we, yeah. we, a lot of people can't handle it. No, 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 no. And I think that I think that like um, uh, I, I saw it. Uh, this one in my head seemed pretty easy compared to like World War Two. Like as many as people passed away, I couldn't imagine when like. Um, you know, half the men in the town died. Yeah, or like, or they just or never like came home. You, they just, they you, you left your wife and kids for four or five years, and you're just gone. To yeah, the fight a big German machine, right? Yeah, like this. This one seemed like, like not as tragic, but maybe it was more tragic because of the day and age maybe. that where we're in. I I don't know. Like I I feel like uh, maybe people. 50 years ago were just more resilient. Maybe they were just used to more like tougher times. And the other thing too is that. Um, 50 years ago, you, you, you didn't have these podcasts and internet and the, like the transfer of information, like the, we live in a confusing world. Well, I think too, like maybe a little bit different topic, but trying to kind of stay on the same path here is the world's lost respect for each other. Yeah. So for example, now I can hide behind a keyboard. I could rip you all to pieces, however many ways I want. Yeah. I get those sometimes. 30 years ago. I would never say that to your face because I would respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of these people respect each other until you were given a reason to not respect somebody, or there was consequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was consequences to your action. You could. hundred percent. Yeah, maybe their guy punched you. Maybe well, their guy did something. Maybe. They, but the point being was, it's so hard to. There's no consequences to anything anymore. Well, and and, and I I I think with the like the the mental psyche of people, the internet is like. Um, uh, nobody ever just shows, hey, my life's okay, right? You either got people who are like down on the dumps, this is the end of the world, like the negative crew, and then you have the other side of people who are only showing like uh, the absolute shining 1% of their day. Because it's instant gratification. So like our generation now wants instant gratification. So yeah. like you post a photo of doing something really good that makes you look like you're so happy, you get 100 likes. And you, it feels good that you got those likes. Yeah, yeah. We're back. Like no one wants to work for it now, right? Yeah, yeah. Good no, stuff yeah, takes yeah. time. You know, and it's... For sure. And it's and that's the problem too is it's it's 
it's tough right now. Like everybody wants stuff right away. Everybody wants to make huge money. So right here, you're saying, no this, this will go back anything. to your job right now. And, and this is the instant gratification. Right now in the entire world, there's no product. Right. Like, right? like the, it's, this it's, backlog. It's hard to get anything. Right? I went tonight to, and we were going to try to film this just where we had a, a visual copy too. And I couldn't get the right plug because they just don't have any plugs. Right? Um, dealing with customers all day. Like there's lots of guns we can't get. Right? Or fishing rods. People have like almost absolute meltdowns when you're, you're, you're in, and then honestly, they can't understand that they like, not a, like, I don't have this. No, I can't order this. It'll be back ordered till next year because it's not there. And that's the hardest thing is like, you can't even give them a timeline. No. And, and we're so used to that instant gratification where, um, you know, before COVID it was like, oh yeah, I can get you one in three weeks. I can get yeah. you one in two weeks. Worst case scenario, I can get you one in four days. Right? Do you know what? Yeah. Like, do you get what I mean? And and it's almost like people. Uh, when I was a kid in the '90s, it was no big deal. Like, uh, I remember like you, if you wanted this CD, but it wasn't a popular band, you'd give them your money, and 14 days later they'd order it in for you. Right? So you waited for stuff like that all the time, right? Yeah. But now it seems like, what do you mean it's not there? Dude, like, you remember going to the movie store and renting a movie? Yeah. But, like, it was new release and maybe Blockbuster and you had, had to six wait. of them. Yeah, and you had yeah, to go on the waiting wait. list. Where now, like, your kiss is like, I want to watch that, Dad. Download. 100%. And, like, My like, kid has a, a problem with this. So think about all these little things in life that add up, like, to not be making you patient now. Like, remember... Like, our kids will never feel the pain. Actually, I shouldn't say that. They will feel the pain because I'm going to make my kids do it. They're going to rewind every Disney tape on a VCR. <laughs> you yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah. Like, trying to watch a movie. So, uh, maybe we're teaching them it. terrible lessons because even, like, um, uh, I've become more patient as a human being over the last five years than I ever thought I'd get to. But I'm still a very impatient person. Right? Um, I, yeah. I hate waiting. I hate, like, um, I almost see as, like, that kind of problem, like, uh, with my ADHD, like, oh, yeah, you can't get it? Well, I'm going to drive around and call every store in the whole world till I find one. It's it's hard, man. Like I'm going to find Ronaldo's cousin who's got it in his basement in a box, and he doesn't even know it's there. Yeah, because you can post on one Facebook group now and find it. Yeah, that's it's, right. It's a different world, right? So, I don't know. Like, that's tough, you know? Like, there's, there's so many different things, and, like, even from, like, how I grew up to how my kids are going to grow up, like the difference and where do you draw the line and whatnot. Yeah, just how much like different it is between like my parents. Like the thing I couldn't even, and this is the, this is like, we're looping back here, but uh, I got, I got to an age of my maturity and I was like, you know what? My dad is way easier than the life he grew up in. I couldn't imagine, like after I'd met some people who had like, um, uh, even if you like the hardest war guy in the whole world, is affected by coming home from war, good or bad, right? And I really forgave my father for everything when I was like, you know what? You just did the best you could with what you you had, right? Yeah. Like my my grandfather didn't come home from World War Two and be like, hey, you want to play catch? It's funny, like that's just not what no. happened, right? I don't at all. It's it's funny you say that, like. You know, there's times, like, I didn't always get along with my parents. Yeah. We had battles, man. And, like, we dealt with years and stuff about talking and whatever. But now, like, when being a father, you're like, I totally get it. I totally get it, I too. get it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we just had a newborn a month today. And, like, two kids is twice. It's it's exhausting, man. It I, is. And I, I, I love fun. it. I wouldn't trade it for the world. But we're just at that stage where right now we need full hands on deck to make this go. You know, and yeah, 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 and, and, yeah, and I you know, know, it's we we it was maybe the timing like we're moving, 
Yeah. I got a new job. We've got lots of stuff going on in our life right now. But the point being is, is like my parents raised five of us. That's amazing. I don't even understand. Don't even understand how they did it. Your kids are a little young, but I've got to the point now where Ashton has done something. And the first thing that came to my head, because I was way worse than Ashton. Like I can remember being way worse than Ashton and a lot mouthier and push buttons more. And But I, I, I've had moments where I was like, wow, I can't believe Craig didn't kill me. Yeah. Or did you know what yeah, I mean? Not that sure. like, like, just like, uh, the, when my dad would be like, someday you're going to get a little prick who's just like you. I've yeah. experienced those moments where I was like, yeah, I deserve this, For right? Sure. Like, it, like, uh, no wonder he was so sure with me. But right? if you, but if you look back at the traits you do pick off your parents, and like I've always said this to people, like you can do your best job as a parent. I feel, and yeah, so, and you don't like. There's just some people, like some kids, are complete screw ups, and it's just they've made their decisions. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, doesn't mean you're you were a bad parent. You did everything you could to help them, and there's also like other parents who like you, all the stuff like you've learned. But think so, about so people, here, here's but, the thing. So these are how I deal with these situations. My dad would get frustrated with me, right? Every time this happens with Ash, as soon as he's like done doing his thing, I'm always like, what's really bugging you? Yeah. Because this outburst of like, yeah. right, is because something's bothering you and it probably has nothing to do with whatever we're arguing about. So let's just sit down and, and what's really bothering you? And then you'll know, tell me what it is and we'll solve that problem and then on sure. with life. But it like that's the step there that I'm better at than my father is the, hey, what's really bothering you? Like, I got a couple minutes here. Let's talk this out. Yeah. Right. My 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 father's not good at that at all. Yeah, for sure. No, no. blame, but again, to a World War II fighter pilot who probably wasn't like, hey, let's sit down and talk about our feelings. It just wasn't in the cards, right? Yeah. No, we don't talk. I don't do that. No. Maybe I should. But anyways, I think too you gotta look at these people like. Okay, take your parents out of it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's had mentors in life, someone they've looked up to or whatever. Yeah. And I've always, I've had a lot of really good ones in my life, and I've had a lot of really bad ones. And I heard a quote once, and it, man, I, I echo it to people all the time. And same thing, don't take this as an arrogant way, but take yeah, it as yeah, yeah. trying to grow your, your skill set. Your, your, yourself. Your, yourself. Self, yep. Self-growth. If you feel like you are the smartest man in the room, find a new room. Yeah. Don't ever stop learning. And like, that's because, and that's it's not arrogant. It's to say, I've done here. I feel like I've completed or accomplished everything I can. I'm moving over here across the hall right now because it makes a lot of sense. I want to learn and expand my knowledge on whatever that could be over here. A hundred percent. I really like having conversations where, uh, so here, here's with my ADHD. This is how a lot of time great ideas come. It's not so much like Ian just magically comes up with these ideas. It's through having like conversations that you and I have where we dig deep really into something and then all of a sudden I'm like, hey, we could do like, that's the answer. Yeah. Right? If I don't surround myself with people who are like um, uh, good thinkers or are in depth, right? If they're just top layer people who, uh, you know, like uh, I don't like having conversations about, hey, I go to, I, I you know, I go to deer camp and I drank 147 beers that week and I can't remember the whole week and I shot this fawn because it was just the only thing I, I don't want to have that conversation. No. Right. I, but if I get to somebody who's like, Hey, I went to deer camp and I, and you know, I saw a bald eagle come out of the mist in the morning and then all of a sudden that like thunder who had been hunting for four seasons comes marching across the thing. That's the guy I want to talk to because it, it's an expanding in my mind as being like a guy who films and edit. When you're telling me the story, I, I can see it how I, I'd edited this in my head, right? Yeah. And like, it's, it's Do you amazing. Know what I mean? And as you get older, like your kind of group of friends changes a little bit because people For go, sure. 
And, like, I'm really lucky. Like, I have a lot of, like, really accomplished friends that I've known my whole life. Like, I got friends that run businesses. And, like, my brothers, they're all hustlers and hard workers. Yeah, yeah. My, my brothers run successful businesses. And my, my best friends run successful. I got friends that are real estate. And it's amazing how, like, you start kind of gravitating towards hanging out with people that, like, share similar interests and in work ethic. Yeah, yeah. And family and accomplishment. And not that you don't have a good time. Of course, oh, yeah, you have yeah, a great yeah. time. You have a few it's just things, different. But it's different. And you have you know, different conversations. And it's like, hang out with people that have more than just plans for the weekend. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, got, yeah, yeah. I got some friends oh, right yeah, now. Yeah. I got some friends right now, and I won't say any names, like working towards like some pretty big goals. Yeah. I like hearing about those goals. I like hearing, like, what are you working on? How are you expanding? Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> for like, sure. And some of them are personal things, and some of them are business things. Some of them are just, I like hearing. Some of them are just like house projects. Like, you know what? We're working really hard because we're trying to like build this garage, and it's been a six-month project, but we got a plan. Like, I like seeing yeah, yeah, that. I like hearing that stuff too. I, yeah. There's motivation too from like, uh, from that second layer, that third layer yeah. where like people are telling you, you know, um, I really like who people are going to be like, Hey, I really screwed up and this is what I'm doing to change it. For sure. Do you know what I mean? Or this is where I made a bad choice and this is how I'm, yeah. I'm working to change it. And like, that's important. It, 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 it's a big step to say I was wrong. Yeah. Or, or do you know what I mean? Or I'm not down the right path. I'm going to change this. Like, I like hearing those people. That's yeah. that's about the uh, realest thing that you like. You can strike me with. With Do you know what I mean? I met a lot of people through fear fishing who experienced the same thing through COVID that I did that I really related to. And, I, and, and you know, uh, it made me feel like I made the right decisions changing this all up just by hearing from other people. Hey, I, you know what? I, I, I kind of listened to what you're doing. I put the pieces together. And now this is what I'm doing. For sure. And, like... We always, like me and my wife, we always hung around like older people, like people we met at the track or stuff like that. And it was like, it wasn't because like, we had a lot of friends their age, don't get me wrong, but it, we, we had friends that were our parents' age. Yeah, yeah. But we were, you know, we, we would learn stuff from them and we get along and we're at, like, and it's all those little things you pick up. Like everything from like someone running the relationship stuff to like friendship stuff to how they're raising their kids. Like, you know what I mean? When you're 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 21 yeah. watching all that, like it's, it's. There, you, I get what you're saying. Like, like there, is, like there is like times. Uh, I can remember being younger and, and like being at a party and Uncle Johnny would show up, who was just the mess of the family, and being like, "Man, I I don't ever want to be that guy." Yeah. No. Do you get what I mean? Like the super super front uncle, but he just everything's a mess. No, we've all been there, right? Like, <laughs> do you, do you get yeah, what I said? Like, do sure. you know what I mean? But then yeah, I I've been to like I remember being places when I was young, and the people I always gravitated to. We're kind of like the people who didn't fit in the nine to five box and really enjoyed life. We were really doing like fun stuff and had things to talk about. And like, I would gravitate to that person. Do you oh, get what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. Do you get, yeah, yeah. See, like if I'm at a party, I'm going to try to talk to every single person I can in that room. And I want to meet new friends. I want to meet new people and get their story. And like, my wife thinks I'm crazy, but like I'll sit down with somebody in 10 minutes, I'll have their whole life story out of them. I and like, I love I, it. I, I, and I made some of my best friends that way, man. Like, I, I've met people on airplanes. Yeah. Actually, I got my job with when I was working with Greg at Greywood. We actually met for the first time on an airplane you going to Vegas. Like, you know, had some of the best years of my life there. Like, stuff like that, right? Like, it's do you think that, it's amazing I, I guess, when you talk to people. I, I'm really excited that um, I'm hoping. I shouldn't say. I'm hoping that someday when I'm, I'm a little older than I am now, that uh, so a couple people will come to me and with inspired stories of something I did yeah. or said. Do you know what I mean? That like are, are, are told people to do on a vlog from five years ago that I don't really remember, and they're like, "Hey, remember this moment? This is I went and did this." You know what? It's kind. Of, it's 
I'm sitting here. I'm thinking about like, I know some pretty cool people. You're wearing a catching deer's hat, and yeah, uh, yeah. I'll give a shout out right now. The Reed and Ryan. So me, Reed and Ryan, we all started at Excalibur. Yeah. Like within two days of each other. Yeah. We shared an office, a cubicle. Like we laughed, and like we were all there making, you know what I mean, next to nothing. But like, like the ideas that were booming in that room between everybody, and now yeah, to see yeah. like them where they are with with you know Bud and those guys and starting catching deers and all the accomplishments they've had and like it's just really cool how like an idea so it, it could it, go it, from an idea to actually something if you're listening to this right now i don't care how old you are it's never too late like because stuff will happen if you make it happen 100 percent. So like, you need to wake up and, and, and maybe get on like uh, measuring your successes in financial being the don't. richest guy it doesn't matter don't ever measure right do you know what i mean no. like um Dude, I was broke, man. Like when we but were, you, like you gotta have like a reachable goals. Yeah. Like, I was running my own business. It was directmotocross.com at the time. Still going. Yeah. Um, some great guys. Billy, he's now running it. And like, I did everything to keep that thing going across the country. Yeah. But what that did for me was I made a million connections. Yeah. I got more experience than any business course would ever teach me. I saw North America. I rode some of the coolest bikes in the world. I've done some of the coolest trips. All that stuff. But, like, I still remember, like, me and Leanne trying to figure out how we were going to pay for groceries that week. Yeah, You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but, like, yeah. we're – but that was just a stepping stone it's to step, get to, like, the next thing. I, and like, oh, I, for I, sure. Like, people, if you look back at, like, when I start – I always think about this. If uh, eight-year-old Ian knew that you were doing this today, would he be happy? And you know what? I, I've met every hero I ever had in the outdoors. I get to drink beer with everybody I looked up to in fishing, right? I, I live some ups and downs. Right, I have a great little kid, a great girlfriend. Do you like? Yeah, he'd be really happy, right? You know, hey, he has a twenty-one foot bass boat. Gets to do whatever he wants every day. You know, I could talk about hunting and fishing all the time, right? I I, I feel like I've helped people get into the sport of fishing. I feel like I, I've for I, sure I've made people have a, a different look at uh, when they go hunting. So yeah, I, I you, do you know what I mean? I've also thought about like. Um, Let's say that I had a hundred thousand followers at twenty-five. I I'd have been a horrible ambassador. I also think that it's taken a lot of time for me to mature into the the spot where, yeah, this is a good time for Ian. Okay, hold it right there then. So if you could write yourself a letter, yeah, with like three things of advice to send you at twenty-five, what would it say right now? What what have I done differently? Yeah, no, like not even what we, like what would you tell yourself? Like this is what like any advice. That oh, any advice? So you're so, 15 years younger than you are now. What would I? What would have I? I told my younger self. First off, fishing isn't the end all, be all, right? Fishing tournaments. I, I should have spent more time doing other things and experiencing other things. The other thing. Not uh, that there's anything wrong with being passionate about something. A hundred percent. If, if no. tournament fishing's your thing, I love tournament fishing myself. And I don't regret anything about it. There's just some times where uh, I, I, I should have went and done other stuff because it meant something to somebody else. And I, w I was very selfish in, I'm, I'm like, you don't understand, I'm going pre-fishing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, For sure. Like, there, were, there was times where I should have been like, you know what, I don't need to do this. Today. Yeah. That thing, um, uh, I, I would have told myself to enjoy the moment. It was very... Um, un, unsatisfied because eighth place should have been seventh place and seventh place should have been sixth place and you don't win tournaments all the time. Yeah. 
you get what I mean? You like, lose one big fish, it ruins the whole day because it could have put but, you in But for fish. me, it would ruin the whole week, and I'd be so pissed off. So I, I, I should have found some attendment, some contentment. Uh, and, you, you know, those are the only really things that, like, I just wish I, I would have been. I am very content with everything I have now. I'm not chasing anything. It's, it's amazing that what COVID has done to the mind for me personally. But, like, uh, I really feel like um, the world is just going to happen. Like, the, the universe is going to go on, and I'm just here for the ride. I, and I really think that if I, I keep to my goals, I keep doing the stuff I love to do, Keep smiling, and I keep sharing positivity. That's what I, 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 I like. At twenty-five, winning a tournament was the most important thing in the whole world to me. Today, it's more important for me to be uh, to tell somebody to, uh, you know, have a good day, find some positives in the negatives, do a little more smiling, enjoy yourself, and don't take this all t- too seriously. Yeah, it's crazy because like you have time, but it goes by quick. It does go by you know very, I mean? like very, every, very every year goes by a little quicker than the last. So it's kind of like, I don't know, like my yeah, whole thing yeah. right now is like. That's a good question. Stay, like, I don't even know what I would tell my younger self. I mean, I do. Like, I got a list of this stuff, but it's like, I don't even think it could be one thing. But I, I so in the big scheme of things, I wouldn't change anything because I wouldn't want today to, to change. Like, do you get what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely somebody who needs to go through the, the like, uh, ever since I was a little kid, I always got what I want. It, I just have to go the longer way around it and learn terrible life lessons on the way in order to get. But I always get what I want. So do you think it like people are like scared to struggle? So say 100%. like it's, okay, so let's take schooling for example, right? It's always been like go to college, go to university or whatever. Even let's say trades. Trades you go, you get apprenticeship, yeah. you get paid, right? Okay, so let's say I wanted to be a race car mechanic. Okay. All right, and the best race car mechanic in Canada is an hour away from me. Yeah. I would have a different mindset now than I did 10 years ago. I would go to that mechanic and I would say, and maybe mechanic's not a good one because you actually have to get a ticket. So let's yeah, just, yeah, just yeah, to yeah, say yeah. you didn't have to be okay. licensed. Yeah. I would pay him to let me shadow, like work for him. Oh, instead, of, instead of him paying me, yeah. I would pay him to let me sit there for eight yeah, hours a day yes. to learn. It'd be, it's it's that... no, like every other career, people pay to go to school and learn to be a doctor and that. So what's the difference of going to learn from an expert I, I, I think that... And, and struggle for a little bit. And you're going to have to, like, you know, eat I, macaroni and, and noodles and butter and whatever, I, I, but it's I all... think people are afraid to fail. People are I think I, I, and so And I think that today's world, it, it, it's harder to fail than it was 20 years ago because today your failures are going to be on Instagram, public. right? Like, everything's public knowledge now. So, like... I, so, I would have had a lot harder time back then with failing than I, I do to... Like, like, yesterday I went bass fishing. I never... I lost one absolute freak of a largemouth that I watched bro, and I caught two pike and I lost a whole bunch of frogs. It didn't bother me one bit. But it's only public if you make it public. But I, I feel like we should be making this public because I I, I, I don't like to, I don't want to follow people whose lives are perfect. And, and here like, I, I, I don't. I want, I, I hope when people watch my videos they're like, at least that's real. Yeah, like I'm, my life is far from perfect. Trust me, I mean, my life's hard from perfect. But too, I wake right? up every day and I try to. So, on, and here's another I, thing: I, I try to get on point and like, let's do this. This is what <laughs> I know? wish I knew when I was 25 that I know now. My life's not perfect, and not having the greatest day fishing is a zero. Yeah. Right. It doesn't matter at all. That's not like it, it shouldn't upset people. You shouldn't like. You shouldn't base your 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 everything on one thing. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be passionate, but um, learning to shrug things off. That's my problem, man. Like one thing was ruined my whole day. 
right? Right. I, and I, like, it would ruin it my too. I'm getting better, but that's what I mean. Like I said, like, like I said, like 30 seconds. My life's not perfect. I'm not complaining, Iron Man. I'm very lucky and fortunate and stuff too. But I mean, like it's it's struggling those little things off. Like yeah. one person can trigger you. I say something stupid. Yeah, I'm not whatever, as easily right? triggered it, as I was. But it's but like the f- Kyle five years ago is different than the Kyle today. Yeah, yeah. And well, that, that's fine. It probably comes with age and maturity and, and different life experience too, and, and all that good stuff. But I don't know, man. It's it's, it's changing. It's, like uh, I gave up like uh, some sponsorships this year, just because I didn't want to do this anymore. I didn't want to do it how it was going. I didn't want to participate in that way. And like, here's the difference: put twenty-five-year-old in, done everything in the whole world to get one of those, anything, anything, maybe yeah. even killed people. Whoa. Now it's like, well, I don't want to do that anymore. I, I've done this, and I'm doing, and I want to do this differently. And you know, so that that's the big, and it, and, uh, it it is a lot different. Like that, I never thought that I would get to the point where I'm like, well, I'll just do this on my own. No yeah. problem, because I'm going to do this anyway. And, and then that's, like, as soon as I, like, my mom, like, was a very, when I, when I, like, I talked to my mom about everything. My, I, I, like, I have a great relationship that way. And she was like, well, what does it even matter? You're just going to do it anyway. And, and I was like, I, I don't even know why I was worried about this. Yeah, exactly. And do you get what I mean? For sure. And, and I was worried about what people think. And, well, it doesn't matter what people think. Next thing you know, it's old news and life goes on. But it, but it opens the door to other things because now, you, 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 right? Who knows what's going to happen? Like, I, I like to play that game a lot, too. If a year ago, um, I was going, if I, even a year, forget 15 or 10 years. A year ago, if I would explain to myself that we'd be doing this right now, I'd have laughed. I know. I can't believe I'm even, like, this is even happening. Do you get what I mean? Like, um... Uh, a year ago that I like, I was totally different circumstances in my life. So if my life changes this time next year, as much as it did in the last year, be, it'll, it'll be mind blowing. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying though? Sure. Like it doesn't even take 10 years. I, I guess what you're getting at and we should tell, it's okay to make a move. It's okay to, it's okay to fail. It's okay to make a move too. Like I said, if you got to switch the room, switch the room. That's right. right? It, it's all right to even like admit to people, be like, I hate. Hey, it. I'm not perfect. I'm not. I wasn't good at that. that that's was, right. Didn't suit me. Wasn't my spot to be. Not. And it's not saying like don't be a quitter and like give. You got to work no, hard and yeah, learn yeah, stuff. Yeah. And like, and you know what? You like, can't be afraid to make moves. You can't be afraid to try something and then be like, oh, I made a horrible mistake. Maybe a year from now, I'm like, man, I shouldn't have quit those we've all sponsorships, done right? Like, uh, oh yeah, Everybody you know, hundred percent. Maybe it's like that, and maybe a year from now, I'm like. Uh, there's a different opportunity, but you can't be like, uh, I, I, I feel like not enough people are following their gut feelings versus following like what the general public would like them to do or what they think the general public's going to care what they do. Yeah. It's, that's, it's definitely a problem with that's the, it's the social media thing, man. I, I honestly think I would like to take like a month off it. Just turn it off. Yeah, maybe. Now the problem I don't is know like, that I'm in that with, influenced with my, to buy it because I don't look at it. No, but it's like with my job, I have to have it like because I like to follow yeah. the stuff we do and all that. But it's just like there is so much, not so much Instagram. Instagram's like pretty usually pretty happy and people, are, but like that Facebook crap, dude. I'm it a, does I'm, get out of hand. I'm so over it, man. Like all this stuff and like I don't read Instagram comments that much anymore. And uh, it's I don't know, I don't know, man. Like you, I just wish it was like the old times. Everybody's like, mad at each other on there. Like yeah. like there's fishing group pages where some guy. 
who lives in northern Ontario where bass is open all year, and he catches a bass and poses a picture, and the comments are 300 of them about being a poacher. Where they don't know the they facts. They don't even know the facts. They didn't I even know. ask where he was from. They didn't even realize that anywhere in Ontario had bass season open all year round. Like, people north of Sudbury see smallmouth bass as an invasive species. I know. They got hogs right? up like, there, and they don't even want to fish They have them. speckled trout yeah. that the smallmouth walleye. are eating. Just kill them yeah, all. They love right? their walleye. No, it's, so, it's different, man. I it think that's different. what's kind of cool about, like, the States. You know, you're saying, like, north of Sudbury, like, different world up there. Like, you go through the States, and, like, every state is, like, such different, like, personality. Like, its own culture. For sure, its own culture. And maybe you could use that argument here in Canada. Like, you know, Quebec and the Maritimes got their culture in Newfoundland. And we BC's don't have a got deep theirs, But it's culture. not as deep where, like, yeah. we all got, like, crazy different accents and... And different models, different like, tastes and, and food, like, and different way we yeah. get stuff, and and, and that's a uh, like you could that, travel. Like people always talk about traveling the world, and I remember like after high school, especially like a lot of a lot of people would travel after school. Yeah, and like I've never done the Europe or the Australia thing or anything like that. I always wanted to, but um, the point being is that like people are always about traveling the world, and I always said to someone, "Have you even like been across Canada yet? Yeah, have you even crazy, been through yeah. the state? No." No. And like, you can literally pack a car up. I actually said this to my wife the other day. I said, I don't care about when my kids each turn 18, I'm going to give them 10,000 bucks. They're going to pay me back. They're going to pay me back. But I'm going to say, here you go. Take two months and I want you to go see North Canada, North America, just wear this old car to the ground. And she sat there and she looked at me and she said, well, that seems a good idea, but like, why wouldn't we just do it with them? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, that's a way better idea to like, to to get like those kids experiences. But she's like, why would we not take them on a trip? And I'm like, Okay, you're way smarter at this than me. Not that like yeah, yeah, they should yeah. maybe go off on their own with a friend and you know screw some stuff up and learn some things and stuff like that. But like, there's so much culture just in our own country. I, I really like road tripping. And, yeah, and I'm going to do a lot more. Like, um, uh, I'm going to spend a lot more time in the north grouse hunting this fall Dude, with best, the dog. Best trip of my life was our bear hunts. So before we jump talking, Miss Brooklyn is upstairs, 26 year old. She's been all over the world, oh, Finland, really? oh yeah, Australia, everywhere. I'm jealous. Everywhere, New Zealand, everywhere. Like it, it's crazy. She's traveled way more than I have. She's been all over the United States too. Really? Like, and like unbelievable how much she's she's traveled. And this goes back. So that that's another thing that we could put on the list for a fifteen year old Ian. I didn't go anywhere because I wanted to fish. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like somebody be like, hey. Um, you want to go here in October? Nope, I'm going to Lake Erie every weekend. See, the only thing I would disagree, like, so I rake from 15 to, like, 20, I raced a lot of motocross. Yeah. And it kept me out of trouble, though. So, like, every weekend, I'd, I would, I would, I would go trouble. to school, I'd go to work, but on weekends, I was packing up that truck, and I was going to a race somewhere, and I was camping out, and I was focusing, and during the week, I was training and that. So, like, I still went to parties and had a good time as a teenager. And yeah, yeah. Give me, I taught, but I always, like... I was always like that kind of guy who was like, "Okay, man, I gotta go because I'm going racing tomorrow." You so, know what I mean? So I feel like yeah, it, yeah, I yeah. felt like it maybe kept me out of some trouble, and I would kind of. I hoping, kept me out of trouble for sure. That's where, like, I feel like if my kids had, as long as they were like doing something like that, I would support. So them here, here's the crazy, and this is trouble. what I was saying, like the roundabout way. So now that I'm older, I want I want to travel more, uh, a lot more, and it's not even like going to. I don't need to go to New Zealand. I need to go, like, even around here. But here's the thing. I watched Anthony Bourdain for for years. All And and here's the difference, and this is why, like, 15 year old ago, Ian needed to do that. Now, when I go somewhere, I appreciate it so much more. Right now, I'm in my life where I'm like, uh, 
Uh, we go. To, we went to Tennessee and ate fresh catfish on the Tennessee River, right? And then instead of just eating, I was like, hey, when was this dock built, right? What What is yeah. the significance of this building? And then they explained the history and how important this it's, restaurant was 200 years ago. I'm like, wow. I'm there's really a, lot glad his, I, a lot of history down there. I'm really glad I got to eat catfish here. See, like, Thank my, you for taking the time to explain why this is cool. So my thing with traveling, like whether we go to sales meetings or, or work, wherever, was always try the local food. Like, yeah. you know, you're in the South, you eat whatever, eat the catfish cross. Always ask what the local beer is. Yeah. And like, I'm not like a huge craft beer guy or anything, but it's always like, oh yeah, this is brewed here. Okay, I'll try that. You know what I mean? And you try a different beer everywhere you go and, and it, it's cool because it's not just like... Cause I'm that strange guy, man. Like, I don't go to the beer store every weekend and buy the. I got a buddy like, every weekend he buys Budweiser. He got everybody every weekend he buys Bud Light. Like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I yeah. walk in the beer store and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get a case Heineken. Next weekend it's like, okay, I'm gonna get MGD. Next well, weekend yeah, it's I'm like, I'm gonna get a case of this. I switch it up every time. I'm right? a Bud Light guy, but I I, I also make. Uh... I have like Bud Light because I like drinking beer, but I have dinner beers. So I'll go and get like two of the six pack holders and go through the LCBO and just grab 12 different beers. Yeah. And then take them home and whatever ones I like, I like, and whatever ones I don't, I don't. But yeah, they, this podcast has made me realize how like things are supposed to happen. 15 years ago, Ian needed to do that. I'm really glad that I'm in a space in um, my world because when we go up north, I want to stop somewhere, but I, like uh, when we're on these adventures, we're going to go on with the dog in Brooklyn. I want to go into the place and really experience this. If I like a 15 year ago, Ian going to Montana to fly fish would have been a wasted trip because I wouldn't have got the right experience out of this. So like, and I agree with you. And like my whole thing is like, you live every day. Like it could be your last. Cause I've, yeah, I've, yeah, I've yeah. seen some like close friends pass there yeah, young and, early, and, and you want to experience it. But so at the same time, I'm going to try that balance where it's like, okay, so like I like I have this like dream to do some kind of like hunting canoe trip. Yeah, I yeah, want yeah. a canoe into somewhere, whether it's a bear, yeah, a giant yeah. white tail moose, yeah. I want a canoe out. I want to go for a week somewhere can, like, on the water. Back. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. now, so now it's sitting here like I can sit here and try to rush, rush, rush this experience. And like, but now it's like, you know what? Let's wait five, ten years. Yeah, yeah. Let's learn to be expert at paddling a canoe yeah, and dude, camping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when my kid's old enough, he can come. Or yeah, she can for sure. So now it's like I've changed the outlook on that experience or whatever because yeah. I want to experience with somebody that's close to me. For sure. Where well, else, that makes sense, too. Like, it, there, there's different, like, I, I totally get what you're saying, though. That makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, I want to make sure I do do it. 100%. So you can't. So yeah, yeah, maybe, like, it's a, like a mini trip thing, right? Until then. Yeah. Like, maybe you got to make a whole bunch of mini trips. Like, something. Paddle and just go duck hunting. 100%. Before you like you gotta like you gotta it's, it's you time. gotta drive like a, a river before you cross an ocean, right? Exactly. You gotta work up yeah. into something like that. Yeah, it's 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 tough to figure like to do it all. I think it is tough to do it if, all. If this chat tonight has inspired me to do one thing, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna write a bucket list, like a legit. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Like I have one in my head, and but I'm actually gonna write like. Do you have down. an end goal? Like a life end goal? Yeah, yeah. Is there, is there like a place you 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 want to get to? Yeah. Here here's the I, thing. There, I, there is. It's my, my, the, my, the problem is it, it's it changes every. It's kind of changing. Mine hasn't ever since I like. And this is um, my grandfather used to like sitting at the farm just staring at the field, right? Yeah. And I never like I used to give him a hard time about this. I never I never really got it. I I would sit in the, like after we were cutting hay or something, drink beer on the tailgate of the truck and. He'd have some deep conversation. The every day that I've got older and older, 
the more I just want to take it like an old wooden chair, plant her out in the field, and sit there. So, with nowhere to be, right? Nothing to do. Like that, he was the the pinnacle of contentment, because he would just sit there. He didn't bother him. He was at one of them. It was just like this. This is the most perfect place in the whole world, and I got nowhere to be. So I've always wanted to have a farm. Yeah, because I grew up on a farm of families, and I we just we bought a farm, so yeah. we're we're moving in a couple of weeks. So that's that's a huge goal of mine because I want my kids to be raised on a farm. Yeah, I want them outside, like playing in the woods, building yeah, tree yeah, forests, building tree doing, forest, doing that stuff, hunting, doing that kind of stuff. So that's a good that's that's one thing. But I also have a lifetime goal. Of, I want a, like a lodge or a cabin either in like northern British Columbia or Alaska. Yeah, I, I could be down with that. That's a lifetime goal, and I I somewhere along the line I want to get my pilot's license. I don't like flying. So because. I don't know. I just feel like, like I love watching. Like, hey, let's take we'll take Meat Eater because everybody yeah, yeah, knows yeah, yeah, everybody knows it. Like when he flies into like his cabin in Prince of Wales and they're like fishing for like shrimp and crab and they're bear hunting right from like the like, that's the dream for me. So here, okay, this is the dream for you. And I'm gonna just ask you straight up: Do you think that what's being seen from Meat Eater is really how are they living life, or are they working into this? They got ten years on me. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, so I I think that Renella and all them and. and uh, I, I, I would have never hunted without Vernella and Rogan. Let me get it. I'm not I'm not questioning. I'm I'm thinking in the world of social media and how things are, do you think that this is an accurate depiction of what they're going through or do you get what I'm saying? Like, like did, trying did, to think did it, they like, always have the cabin or did they get the cabin to make the coolest show? Well no, he bought the cabin with his brothers, brother, I believe. Right? But I don't I, know. I, I don't know either, right? Now but, like I've read Steve's books that he wrote before too. he was even mediator. You know what I mean? And so like the, I like to think that like so here in and this is how I I I have this thing about like uh you know when I watch ton of documentaries, I will run to my phone and see how old they were when they did this, right? And then I, I've learned it. Everything other than sports, most people peak in their late forties. Yeah, meat eater is just getting there. When Nella's in his late forties, right? He's like pinnacled here, right? So I'm going to believe because I like meat eater so much and I like Renella so much that he's been living this life to get to this point, right? Because they're probably 15 years ago from him wasn't money to drive, well, like to do all this, right? I think that in in in, in here, this is what I'm thinking. In the world of fear fishing in Ian West, whatever happens in the next, like this is, I, I'm getting to a better place so as you a better have, person to, do you get what I'm saying? You're I saying that you haven't peaked. I haven't, right? I, I don't think that up to this year that I haven't even been in a potential as a person to have peaked, right? I, I'd have been, if this had happened 10 years ago, I'd have been a shitty person. Like, not a shitty person, I would have been a, I, I wouldn't be in the. I, I I would have been in a spot where this was all about me and not about other people. And I honestly, at this point, I feel that the best thing I'm doing right now through my social media is trying to inspire people to just be happy. And just you think enjoy. It's is it working? It is. It, I'm getting way better response from this. Awesome. I'm, I'm getting awesome stories. Good for you. Right, and I feel better about the content I'm sharing. I feel way better about sharing. Hey, live a happy life and be kind to others. Then you should come and buy this fish and rod and reel. Yeah, different. It's you a, get what I'm saying? Different approach for sure. A hundred percent. Not that you shouldn't buy this fish and rod and reel, but I, I'm I'm trying to sell life here because this is where I feel. I feel like I got. Uh, I feel like by 55, I'd like to be sitting in that chair like my grandfather with my hand on the grass, enjoying the moment. 
which means I got a lot of hustling to do in the next 15. So, so what, like, so maybe the real question is, is what does that guy at 55 sitting in that chair need to tell me today so that we can all make this happen? I, I think everybody's different too. A hundred percent. I got friends who are going to be content just where they are. Not nothing wrong with that. And I got friends who are like workaholics, like I'm going to the top, I'm going to the top. And I got guys like me kind of in the middle, like I'm working my butt off. I'm going to have a little bit of fun along the way. For sure. I, I did. So here in here, um, I don't know. I just, I, I feel like I, I haven't, I haven't experienced the opportunity where I'm going to be like, yep, that was it. And I, and I don't think that I'd ever been in my whole life as ready for that moment as I am now. See, I, I think you always got to have something to look forward to. Like, I, I, don't I, think I really that... don't think I'll be, I don't ever think I'm the kind of person to retire. No, maybe, like no, I think yeah, yeah, not, yeah. not for just because of the financial thing, because it will be harder to retire like down yeah, the road. Yeah. I just think because I'll always have to stimulate my brain or myself to do something, like whether it's run a business or do something or help my kids or something. Like I'm never gonna be that guy that sits around or golfs. No, I don't think I. I'll, I'll never do be, it. No, I'll be. I'll, I might be a hunting guide one day. I would love to go guide. So I, I here's here's my prediction. The thing that I'm going to be remembered for, I haven't done yet, and I don't even know what it is. Well, no, no idea. But I have this feeling, and I like uh, that I, 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 whatever I'm supposed to do, I, I just I'm just feel like I'm getting to the point where I'm that person to share. Does that mean? Yeah, that's do you, good. Do, does you, yeah. you get what I'm saying? I totally get it. I get but, your vibe. But the 15 year old, I had to go through all those steps of being like very selfish, uh, tournament anger who only cared about winning. Did in order to get to the point where. It's almost like I needed to have like that tournament so that I could have such like a, a disappointment so yeah. that I could like kind of be like, all right, well, that's the spot I want to be. Yeah. No. You get what I mean? hundred percent. Like I didn't do. You, you got to make some mistakes along the way. hundred percent. I said and, a lot of things. And in, it's in the way you learn. And, I, I don't mean now. Right. And you're going to hurt some people along the way and people sure. are going to hurt you or, or There's like, lots of and like, people are going to disagree and friendships are going to fall out and yeah, stuff's yeah. going to happen and. But hey, man, that's just all part of the experience. Yeah, and, and there's lots of things, that, and and I I, I know I've matured because there, I watched like some of the older uh, Fear Vision vlogs and been like, "What are you saying? Yeah, what are you doing, you dumb kid? Yeah, your hat's way better now do too. You, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you, the, 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 <laughs> but it, like, here's the other thing, and here's another thing. Like, we're gonna wrap this up soon. We're gonna be going on yeah. an hour and a half. Yeah, so we're doing good. So, um, I've often thought that my great grandchildren. Will get to watch me on YouTube, seven hundred videos, five hundred videos, whatever's up there. That's cool. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So not only have I left, like I, 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 they'll get to have also because I, I, I've matured on YouTube. They'll, they'll be it. able to look online and be like, and, and watch the growth of how I talk or how I act or how my meaning of this. Isn't that crazy? Can you imagine like that? It's, you... it's like the new version of a photo album. Yeah. But it's there forever. Can you imagine if we could go back right now and look at our great grandfathers, and like even um, uh, you didn't even have to do as much content as I did. Even if you just had an Instagram page, you can go back and check out your great grandfather what he was doing on the farm. Or well, yeah, that, you now, get what I mean. Like our kids will be able to sign on and like literally see and all and that. See everything. And unless you delete it, it's all there. It's all there. Yeah. I don't even think if you delete it, it'll still be yeah. traceable. But I, the, I'm going to be part of the first generation whose great caring kids can just go and fire up the old YouTube and be like, "Hey, that was my grandfather." That's cool, man. That is crazy, yeah, right? That's a good way to... That's it. So, a final note here. You know, if you got one thing to leave everybody with today after doing our first episode, 
which we're gonna be back and like yeah people, we are we're just having fun with this there's no timeline we might bust them out once a week twice he, we don't who know. knows well but, you know we, yeah, we yeah, got yeah. it we got it we got busy schedules and stuff but, but we're gonna make this happen i really uh, enjoyed this conversation yeah. so if you got to leave everybody here one note to make a comeback for next time what's it gonna be to, to try to find some contentment in your day not even like everybody's going through in like an up and down time if you can just find half an hour a day to just sit down uh talk to your wife talk to your husband but you know what i mean talk to a friend and just have like some meaningful conversation and and that's where my contentment from the day comes right talking to my buddies talking to brooke talking to a little man i I, like i i I find contentment in having a conversation for sure where are you at honestly just keep at it and just find a way to stay on point that's it set the goal good advice set the goal and that just find the way to stay on point so I appreciate you guys tuning in. Yes. We're going to be back. Download this wherever we get it uploaded. Yeah, we got to make a plan And uh, for that. make sure you follow us on Instagram. Yes. So it's on point underscore underscore podcast. And I'm Kyle.Crathers. Give me a follow too. I would appreciate it. You can find me at Fear Fishing. Later, kids.